Hey, I've got some exciting news for you. For nearly a decade, the Social Media Marketing Society has been helping marketers like you to keep up with the changing times. This is our private community just for marketers, and the doors are open right now. When you join, you get access to ongoing training and become part of a welcoming community of marketers who are just like you. Learn more at smmarketingsociety.com. Again, smmarketingsociety.com. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast, helping you navigate the social media jungle. And now, here is your host, Michael Stelzner. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for the Social Media Marketing Podcast, brought to you by socialmediaexaminer.com. Today's show is sponsored by the Social Media Marketing Society, the organization from Social Media Examiner that helps you be the social media marketing hero for your business. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner, and this is the podcast for marketers and business owners who want to know what works with social media. Today, I'll be joined by Jasmine Starr, and we're going to talk about IGTV and a little bit of Instagram Live. You're definitely going to want to stick around for this show because there is a ton of tips that you're going to pick up. By the way, if you want to reach me, you can find me on Instagram at Stelzner, or you can email podcast at socialmediaexaminer.com. And now for this week's brand new discovery. Helping you stay alive in the social jungle. Here is this week's survival tip. This week I'm joined by Eric Fisher with a brand new discovery. What'd you find, Eric? I found a really cool tool for iOS called Swish, which is a mobile video ad maker right in your pocket. A mobile video ad maker. Tell me more. Yes. So some people might wonder, well, why would you want to, you know, uh, restrict yourself to creating your video ads on your mobile device? And I would say, well, with this app, the ability here is to pick templates, do your video editing, import your video and do all that while natively on the method of viewing that will most likely uh, have it end up being used, you know, and, and consumed. So why not? take a look at what it's going to look like while you're creating it back and forth, doing your previews, et cetera. Does it have to be an ad or can you use it organically too? You could use it organically too. I mean, they, they call it a video ad creator, but again, <laughs> you could create content with this thing just fine, organic content. So tell uh, us what it, it can do. Yeah. So what it can do is, I mean, it's it's got all the different bells and whistles. I'll list them off here. So you've got a, an easy, quick video editor built into it that gives you uh, access to a full library of stock footage. You can import your own videos into it as well. Uh, you can do all the basic stuff like trimming and fitting your clips into the specific sizes. And uh, in that regard, it can do landscape. It can do the vertical video. It can do one-to-one, which for those that don't know, that's square video. And then you can throw filters on it and export it out. It's got transitions and all that. You can then throw text on it, um, different shadows and different texts and different styles. Uh, you can even fit it to the different music that then is also incorporated into the app as well. Add your logo, uh, different animations, and I'm trying to think if there's anything else I'm missing here, but I think that's the that's the bulk of it. And, and just the slickness of it, the UI of it is really what impressed me the most. 
Interesting. So you could use this to create an Instagram video ad or Instagram story ad. Sounds like pretty easily. Is that right? Yeah, 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 exactly. And they give you lots of different options in there. And it, it is a free app. There is um, some of the in-app purchasing that's available, which gives you then unlimited access to all of the different bells and whistles in there in terms of, you know, more transitions or more music or more uh, stock video footage, all of that kind of stuff. There's a like a monthly fee or a an annual fee, which you save more if you do it that way. But again, you can still get in and play with it and get a lot done without having to unlock those things. Where do we find this thing? So the easiest way to find it is to go to the creator's website, which you can find at lightricks.com. It's all one word. It's Lightrix, L-I-G-H-T, like light, and then ricks, R-I-C-K-S.com, lightricks.com. But the actual thing is called Swish? That's the name of the app. And then, yes. There? And then right there, you'll see uh, a list of all their different apps. And the one that's particular is you click products and right there, it's called Swish. Awesome. Thank you so much, Eric, for that brand new find. You're welcome. I was recently at Social Media Marketing World, and I had a chance to connect with some of our best customers. A lot of them listen to our podcast, just like you do. Not everyone knows what I'm about to share with you. We do something special here at Social Media Examiner. The best of the best of the guests that you hear on the Social Media Marketing Podcast not only teach at our conference, but they're also part of our secret society called the Social Media Marketing Society. Each month, our top tier guests who have been on my show are invited to train inside our society for an exclusive group of marketers who are just like you. The training is designed to help you go from being a passive consumer of content to a marketer who is in active learning mode. So if you're ready to make real progress with your marketing, you're a perfect fit for the Social Media Marketing Society. Join us by visiting smmarketingsociety.com. We've got a really big sale that is ending very soon, so don't delay. Again, visit smmarketingsociety.com and join today. And now for my interview with Jasmine Starr. Helping you to simplify your social safari. Here is this week's expert guide. Today, I'm excited to be joined by Jasmine Starr. If you don't know who Jasmine is, you should. She is an Instagram expert, professional photographer, and a business strategist. Her online course is called Insta180, and her membership site is called Social Curator. Jasmine, welcome back to the show. Thank you. It feels like home. I'm happy to be here. I'm super excited to have you back. So today, Jasmine and I are going to explore IGTV. Yeah, you heard that right. Insta. Instagram TV and how it could help your business. Now, Jasmine, um, I think it's been almost a year as of this recording coming out. Uh, I was at VidCon when they announced IGTV. Um, and, you know, it's kind of started with a lot of fanfare and then it kind of lost a little bit of luster. So I would love you to explain to everyone why they might want to take a second look at IGTV if they have abandoned it, or if they haven't even thought about it, talk to us a little bit. 
Well, in the past year, Instagram, and there isn't another social platform that I would hedge my bets that they're truly listening to the navigation of its users. It's like the most engaging platform, social platform on the market as of today. And when IGTV came out, there was a lot of fanfare. A lot of people were excited about it. And I was definitely the forefront. I just saw so much potential with it. And then people were just like, well, and the way that it was described, I think it was a Mashable article I was reading as a, it was as an app within an app. So IGTV exists within Instagram. And if that wasn't confusing enough, you actually, the navigation wasn't intuitive. And so it quickly kind of fizzled. And then I kind of started seeing like other people talking about, like putting out polls, like, are you still using IGTV? And then I was one of those next people. story, <laughs> it was like 98% no. So this is like, oh, therefore a waste of time. And I kind of felt like shouting into the wind. I was like, you guys this is a huge opportunity. So instead of kind of being dissuaded, I trust the process and I firmly believe that, you know, those at the helm of Instagram would understand that it's a highly viable platform. They would just have to change the navigation and how people were using it. And, you know, a few months ago when they started allowing your IGTV to exist within your Instagram feed and you could still just watch at the time of, at the time of this recording, you could still just watch 60 seconds of the video, which is very similar to the rules on Instagram that you could only upload a 60 second video. But now what they're doing is you can embed it in your feed. And if you watch the first 60 seconds, you're then given the option to watch the remainder length of the video in IGTV. So the flaw, like the navigation is flawless. It's wonderful. It's been a great conversation starter. And when they announced that feature, because I suspected that they would, when they announced that feature, I already had a cache and library of videos for IGTV. And it was amazing to see the big push that that first video got and then subsequent videos thereafter because people would go back and they kind of like binged on it like Netflix. So it was amazing. Let me add a little more context. Um, when the, uh, the head of Instagram left, uh, about a year ago, or maybe even slightly longer than that, Adam Masari, who used to head up the Facebook newsfeed, hint, 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 took over Instagram. Okay. So what does that tell us? The guy that ran the newsfeed on Facebook is now running all of Instagram. So today it's just the first 60 seconds of the IGTV video, but tomorrow dot, 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 right. Fill in the blanks. Um, and I'm with you. I think the moment that all of a sudden they started, quote unquote, integrating IGTV right into the Instagram newsfeed was the moment that all of a sudden people started maybe paying attention again. But people like you, of course, were already in the game. Um, there's plenty of people here that have not done IGTV at all. Um, and maybe you don't even realize they're seeing it in their newsfeed. So why don't you kind of explain a little bit about what it is exactly and uh, what you can do with it? Um, talk to us a little bit about that. Well, I feel like b before we get into the technicalities, like let's just talk about like, like as if you're walking to buy a new car, we're not necessarily going to talk about the perks of what a great steering wheel it is or how comfortable the chairs are. We want to talk about like the horse, like what is it called? I mean, man, I had it going. I had this car analogy going until like horsepower. Is that what it's called? Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about IGTV horsepower. Yeah. You know, the ability for people to be early adopters, it's like you're you, you get perks. And so when I started creating videos for IGTV, I was already creating videos for YouTube and for Facebook. And I started out talking to my audience, wondering how they wanted to watch IGTV. And I put out a poll and overwhelmingly 90 plus percent of the people said we would like to watch vertical videos as if the videos had been made for this platform. My first reaction was resistance. Cause I'm like, man alive, that's just going to be another step in the video editing process. But when you create content for people in a context, 
that they desire, your viewability and engagement increases. So started testing it. The results were overwhelming. Like people clearly were watching it once we put it out there. And then because I was like an early adopter, my video started being, you know, showcased a little bit more in the discover and uh, really like indexed. And whenever I added an IGTV early on, it would show up as like a notification within Instagram as you were scrolling. So you saw Instagram really trying to test, how do we get more eyes on people watching a video? And as a result, I started feeling like it was super promising. And so what did I feel was super promising? The ability for people to watch video in a platform they were spending most of their time. And in my mind, especially for my demographic, for a large part of the people who I'm attracting, Instagram is where they are. They're, they occasionally will spend time on Facebook, but Instagram is where they are. And if I'm already spending all this time and energy to make videos for other platforms, could I not just take an extra 20, 30 minutes and edit it so that it's formatted specifically for IGTV and open a, a, a wide door for me to get more viewership, to go deeper with my audience and provide more value? So- what I think when I think of IGTV is I think of Instagram live, except it's not live, right? So long form content, vertical video, and what is it? Maximum of 10 minutes. Is that about right? Maximum of 10 minutes, unless you have a business account over 10,000, you can, there's a few accounts like verified, you'll get more than 10 minutes, but by and large, the vast majority of us, myself included 10 minute limit. And then you mentioned there's a discovery tab. Remind me, is that similar to what Instagram has where, but you're just discovering uh, videos that they think you'd be interested in watching? Is that the idea? It's actually both. So in the standard discovery tab that most of us are all used to, my IGTV videos were being placed there, very similar to Instagram posts and Instagram lives that had done well. So Instagram is trying to get people to change navigation and habits by showing them new ways to explore within the pre-existing explore tab. And also IGTV, what they'll do is Anybody who you follow who's creating IGTV videos, it will show up in the lower third of the screen. And if you follow a lot of people who aren't creating IGTV content, they'll show you things that you might be interested in. So very similar to Netflix. And the um, do you have to have the IGTV app installed in order to watch IGTV videos? No, there was a time where you they were giving you the option to do that. But right now, IGTV exists within Instagram. In the upper right-hand corner, you'll see a square with like a little squiggle in it. Um, and it's to the left of your direct messages. And you click on that and that will take you automatically to it. But the best news, which is, you know, a lot of times people could overlook the icon. But now that the IGTV videos are existing in the Instagram feed and on people's grids, um, it's become a game changer. So to put it contextually... When I started putting out IGTV videos, I was getting anywhere in the ballpark of like seven to 9,000 views, which is nothing to sneer out. That's like great and amazing. But when I was able to put the video on my Instagram feed, they immediately jumped to like 35,000. And that jump is just the ability for ease of viewership. And so now, and I find myself doing the same thing. And one thing, like when I'm seeing it in my feed, I find myself watching other IGTV because it, it's in a space that I can easily watch it. And then it will take you to 59 seconds and then it will prompt you, do you want to see the rest of this video? Which is really amazing because that prompting, the minute that somebody clicks on that, they're in it for the long run in that video. So 
statistically, I have people watching the same videos edited differently, obviously one for Facebook and one's for Instagram, but the viewership on IGTV is longer because once you've watched 59 seconds and you click a button to watch more, there, there, there's more skin in the game. And one thing just to kind of take a step back and Mike, you had said, I picture IGTV like Instagram live and I would caution strongly against that. The beauty. No, of I just Instagram, meant the format of it. I didn't mean. I didn't, oh, got it. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Okay, I just so, meant the yeah. vertical video format. Yes. Of it. Yes. Yes. Now, um, real quick question. When you, I've watched, I've not gone past the 60 second mark on some of these IGTVs and in, integrated into the feed, but if you do, is it seamless? Does it just keep playing and it switches or what happens? Is it flash for a second? And then all of a sudden the rest of the no, video comes up? No, it's beautiful. It's seamless. So what do you do is you, when you click on it, the actual viewing of an iPhone is a ratio. I'm totally going to geek out cause I'm a photographer, but the ratio is 16 by nine. Okay. Right. That's how you, that's, that is a video that will take up the entirety of your screen, which is what happens on IGTV. But when you're on Instagram, it is not a full 16 by nine. I think it's like eight by 17. So it's a little bit smaller so that it fits within the scrolling grid. When you click on the read more, it will expand entirely to the full length of your phone. And then you are currently in IGTV there. You can watch Uh. other videos or you could just click the upper right hand corner where you see an X and it will take you right back to your Instagram feed. What I love about this is unlike Facebook, when you watch a video, it generally has got all these other distractions, right? So this takes over your whole right. screen and and you're just fully immersed in there the same way you are with stories, right? Which that part of it is is accurate, right? Because similar to the stories experience, once you're watching them, they kind of take over the whole screen. And the same thing with IGTV. Now, exactly. do you know do you know if you see ads in between in between IGTV or is it right now not monetized? It's, it, I haven't seen a singular form of monetization that will absolutely increase as viewership increases. I mean, we definitely right. know that's where it's going, but right now it's undiluted and it's enjoyable. This will be a time where we look back and be like, do you remember the days when we didn't have to see commercials in between our IGTV? Yeah. Um, but for now I enjoy it. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. So we've described kind of the why of IGTV and a little bit of the how, if people haven't been in, in a while, like I haven't, um, now let's talk about your strategy. You kind of hinted that you are shooting video already in um, different kinds of formats. Talk to us a little bit about that because obviously you are a photographer. You do have video people. So kind of talk to me about what your strategy is. And then we're going to kind of dive into all the little elements of it. I And, and here's the thing. I actually just got off uh, a chat with one of our mutual friends, Sunny Leonard Doozy. She's like the queen of YouTube. And so we were talking about the differences. And her strategy as of right now is to use IGTV for micro content from videos, from long form videos that she's creating for YouTube. And I love her approach. I think it's fantastic. I know that for my audience, um, the cross pollination between Instagram and YouTube is definitely bifurcated. They're really not existing on both of those places. So in my mind, the videos that I'm creating for my audience that have proven statistically to do best is between three and five minutes. It's a great amount of time for somebody on Instagram. And so my strategy as we're creating these videos is to create a video the same way that I would for Facebook. When we're actually creating it, I'm making sure that the videographer is filming it so that he can crop it into a vertical format. And if somebody would like to take the time to kind of see what we're playing with when it comes to IGTV is when you're watching a video on Facebook, 
like my kid said, there's a bunch of different distractions because it's a horizontal line in the middle of your screen. Whereas IGTV, it takes up all of the landscape of your phone. So we've been able to really do a lot of fun things visually. We can actually have two videos playing at once. So I could be saying, I really like ice cream. And there you see myself in my kitchen saying, I like ice cream. And then a video right below it because we have so much space to work with of me scooping ice cream into a bowl. So the editing component has been so rich and, and, and a different level of like eye candy that has been intoxicating. And the strategy for us is how do we keep people engaged when people aren't really staying engaged? And that has been such a fun experiment. So as we film, we number one, take into consideration that we can have a horizontal video that could then be zoomed in, cropped in to be a vertical. Number two, we think about now contextually a little bit more in what we call B-roll. This is footage of a video that like shows what you're talking about. So it's less of a talking head. Talking head videos on IGTV are not going to last. This is where somebody's with their iPhone and they just decide to pontificate for eight minutes about the merits of the movie Dumbo, not going to happen long-term. So what we really want to do is never- But you could try that to get started if you just want to get your feet wet with your iPhone, I would imagine, couldn't you? Yes, but what happens is that people get discouraged. Like, oh, I just spent this time putting out nobody watched it. Well, it wasn't because you weren't good. It wasn't because you weren't smart. It wasn't because you weren't cute or intelligent or witty or wonderful. It's just that- It wasn't entertaining, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's not what this platform is. And I think that if anything were to take like a a page from would be YouTube. You know, we had YouTube early on people just like when we look at when we look at the early iteration of Gary Vaynerchuk on YouTube, he was a talking head drinking wine. And we look at the iteration of Gary Vaynerchuk on IGTV. It's completely different because it's growing with the platform. And YouTube taught people early on how to create videos, and then they taught people how to become video makers. And I think that IGTV is already ahead of the game in that component, in that regard. Okay, so let's pause here for a little bit. Um, As you know, I have a full-time videographer on staff, and you probably do as well. Um, We film in 4K, um, not because we're creating IGTV stuff, but mostly because we can cut in. And I would imagine you probably recommend people filming in 4K so that they could crop in and still get a nice, because when you're cropping in a vertical on a, on a, on a landscape video, you're talking about a little tiny slice of it. So you probably almost would recommend 4k, wouldn't you? Yes and no. I I feel like I see people on IGTV killing it with like their iPhone. Really? You know? Yeah. But, but are they cropping your, but your strategy is to take content that was filmed landscape, right? And then you're chopping in on you're chopping in on it for the vertical component, right? Forgive me. I meant also landscape on an iPhone too. Oh, really? So yeah, because oh. what happens is like you are able, and, I, and it's so difficult because it's a podcast because I would love to show examples of how you can you can get like a horizontal video and instead of having to crop it all the way into a vertical by 16 by 9, you could actually crop it perhaps into a square and then put another square underneath it with a different type of like maybe text, Perfect. maybe a meme or a gif you know it's like it 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 visually it's just so much more enticing because you have a larger canvas to work with i'm glad you brought that up because i was going to ask you whether you're putting two squares on top of each other because i have seen people doing that and obviously i like what you're saying so if everybody imagines a you know their phone vertically right it's a it's a skinny rectangle right so if you put a square in the middle of it that's about half of it is what jasmine is saying and then you could put a little something above it and a little something below it I would imagine it could just be one of those shadow effects or it could be words or like you mentioned, it could be um, complimentary 
what we call B-roll video that's somehow related to what you're talking about. Is that kind of what you typically do? Yes to all of the above. So I've noticed that when I'm watching and when I think that my ideal customer is watching, to have something that's static regardless of what it is uh, becomes static. So I am switching between, you know, full video vertical to two squares to uh, a meme, then to text, then back to me at 16 by nine. So we're, we're doing all of it, trying to see where are, where is the drop off? How are people engaging? And it's the mixing of visuals that has become such a game changer in a way that we've edited videos much differently than um, YouTube and for Facebook. Do you have any kind of rule where you don't go for more than X number of seconds before you switch it up? Um, no, it just, I mean, to be totally candid, if I'm talking about something a little bit boring and heady, it's more, it's more cutaways. (laughs) If what I'm talking about is like pretty like engaging and people are just like, they want to know the answer, then you can get away with it for a little bit longer. So when you're filming these traditional landscape videos, you're capturing what we call B-roll anyways, because you're going to be using that on your YouTube or Facebook video anyways, right? So it's just kind of a creative process of choosing where to have that B-roll go over the top of you talking um, or over the bottom or whatever. But it's, it's, it's really about mixing, mixing it up so that it's kind of appealing enough that people are going to sit around and watch it for three to five minutes, right? Absolutely. Okay, cool. So, so we kind of talked about a little bit of the technicality of how you're actually, your strategy is to film content that you plan on using on multiple platforms, but to format it specifically for IGTV. Um, I know that you've done other experiments like, and you keep, what I love about Jasmine, by the way, she is constantly experimenting. Um, have you found whether like baking in the, the words that you're saying helps you know what I mean by that? Like some people get SRT files and they put transcripts in, but other people like actually have, as they're talking, they have the words pop up on the screen underneath them. Have you experimented with that at all? Uh, yes. And we do. We currently do that. We currently have uh, subtitles. I'm sure there's a fancier way to call them. But yeah, no, that's we have right. Sub- Okay. So we have subtitles and then we have like what we call our pulled quotes, things that we would, things that we think are tweetable, things that we think would become quote cards for other people, things that we just want people to pay attention to. Yes. And yes. Tell us about what kind of things you are talking about in the videos you're creating. Oh, I mean, as a photographer and business strategist, like my entire goal, what gives like what my purpose is, is to empower business owners to show up on social media, to live their passion and stand in their purpose. And how can you say that again and again without sounding rote? And so um, the videos that we create are uh, things that will empower people and give them the confidence to show up on social media. And so oftentimes the thing that I hear from people are like, Jasmine, I don't know what to say on social media. Like, why do I feel awkward? Why does nobody talk to me? And so I gave seven tips to driving engagement on social media, but that's like a talking head boring component, if I'm just being honest. And so what I decided to do was make one of my favorite cocktails that had seven ingredients. So each tip corresponded with an ingredient of the cocktail. And so a lot of our B-roll was, oh, what goes in this cocktail? You need lemons, you need cherries, you need simple syrup. And so it kept it super engaging. And so as I was giving the tips, I was building out a cocktail. We shook it all up and we said, when you're on Instagram, you have to act like you're at a cocktail party. You ask cocktail party questions only. You don't go in for the sale. You don't go in for marketing. You got to get to know your audience. Cheers. Do you riff it or do you script it? It's a mix. Or do, you, or do you maybe extemporaneously just have a couple of bullets and just go for it and then kind of sew it all together in post-production? 
Um, it's definitely, um, like, it's definitely a mix. Like I've noticed that what people respond to the best is when I'm on, uh, IG live. People love what I call like the tightrope effect. It's like, is she going to fall? How quick is she on her feet? What kind of, like, we don't know what's happening next. That gets the best response and people get to see me in like an uncurated form. And so when we go on and I'm going to loop this all back to IGTV was when we are on IG live. The questions that people ask me are are measurable. Like I can rewatch them and I could see how many comments we're receiving during that question, how many hearts we're receiving. And then it becomes like a, a testing, it becomes a petri dish, a testing form of, oh, that question and answer worked really well. Let me see if I can create bullet points of a video. Or if I have time, can I script it all out? Scripting, it, like I think it works the best from a it recording. Does, it, you know, for me, I don't script anything, honestly, because I mean, like, I, and you're a good talker. I don't think you need a script to be frank. <laughs> well, well actually, if anything, just just to, just to yeah, slow you like down, when probably totally be, perfect. Yeah. Like people, it's they're not half as engaging. Exactly. So we kind of just leave it like as bullet points. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So, how often are you publishing on IGTV? Our new goal, which is a little lofty, is three times a week. And what were you doing before your new goal? Uh, we were doing one to two. Got it. Before we can actually put it in the grid. And now that we put it in the grade, we're like, oh, we're like, oh, wow, this is like, we're getting the most eyes. There's least, least amount of competition, the most engagement, like let's double down while it's really, really hot. So when you say put it in the grid, you mean that when you do publish IGTV, it shows up as if you had just published a video and you see it with all the other pictures that you've got on Instagram? Is on that- my account. Yes. Ah, that has been a game changer. Awesome. Now, um, I want to get into how you kind of repurpose uh, your your IGTV, I mean, your IG live stuff and IGTV and also how you promote stuff. But I don't want to just step away from the creation process just yet. Um, thumbnails. Talk to us about thumbnails. You know, I'm still experimenting with thumbnails. Um <laughs> I have tested, so IGTV allows you to upload a photo as the placeholder, as your thumbnail. And that was a relatively new addition. And for a while, when I was posting my IGTV in my grid, I worried, is this going to like degrade the quality of the, you know, the aesthetics? And I just really quite honestly got over the aesthetics. Like, do I think that my Instagram grid is as pretty as it was last year? No. Am I getting a lot more engagement and showing up authentically? Yeah. And that has made the biggest difference. So what am I going to choose? Like walking through a museum or actually creating the art itself? But the key thing is you can create a thumbnail and, and let's just talk into the future here, right? This is a guy that's trying to, I'm speaking from a kind of a little bit more of a YouTube perspective, but I would imagine as IGTV becomes more discoverable and searchable and as people begin to look through the archives of IGTV videos that they can watch from Jasmine Starr, having a thumbnail might turn out to be a wise thing. And so I guess my question is, can you go back and edit a video and add a thumbnail later if you decide you want to do that? I don't think, I don't think so. Oh, really? You got to have it, you got to have it right after, right as you're uploading the video. Okay. Yeah. And so at least as of right, at the the time of this recording, that is, uh, that's the case. And, you know, thumbnails are a crazy thing. And I've noticed that when I upload a photo as a thumbnail, it doesn't, get as much engagement as if I am choosing the thumbnail from the video itself. Now it's still early and we're still testing, but for some reason, when people feel like it's like not so perfect, people have from just our numbers perspective so far, um, we've had a higher, we've had a higher click through. When you're perusing the IGTV videos that are in your grid, 
Is there a little bit of text that describes what the video is about or generally no, you just hit click on the video? Because if there isn't text, I'm thinking a thumbnail potentially with text might be a descriptive indicator that someone could click in and, and know that what this video is about. I'm just curious. So um, when like on the grid itself, you will only see like this. So the thumbnail will actually be vertical. But what is shown on your grid is just a square. Oh, it gets So if cropped. you were going to yeah. put text, the, the text would have to be within the square. But then the title of the video goes on top of the vertical photo in IGTV. So you would have text on text. Oh, I see. So it does show up. So yes, but not in not when you're just looking at the overall grid. But when you actually click on it, the text goes on, like the title of the video goes on it. So the title is really important too. Is there any... Um links that you can add inside of IGTV, maybe in a way that you no. can't. Oh, really? Because yeah, I, I remember in the early days, you could. In the early days, in the first couple of days, I remember you could put a hot link in there and you could click out of the description. Um, and that was one of the things everybody was raving about because it's like, oh my gosh, here's a way that you can get someone to click. Oh, they kibosh that real quick then. <laughs> oh man, that's, that's a bummer. Okay. Let's talk about how you are using other Instagram features to promote your IGTV, let's start with stories because obviously that's a big deal right now. It's really great because um, we can have like a five-minute video and then we create a, a truncated kind of sneak peek sizzle reel that's anywhere from 30 to 45 seconds, which is the equivalent of two to three Instagram stories. Now, even if you don't have a business account, IGTV can be linked to from your stories. So even if you don't have the swipe up feature, if you're watching stories and you come across somebody's IGTV and if you could like use my account, for example, let's say you're watching my stories and I'm like, Hey guys, swipe up to see this full video. That has been a really big game changer too. So I still have a personal account and I don't have the swipe up feature. So knowing that I could use a swipe up feature to keep people within the app has been wildly successful. Okay. So just help me understand kind of how that works. So you're creating, um, you're creating three clips or somehow you're creating, you're uploading three different clips. And the third clip is the link to the story. Um, and then somehow you can connect it and yeah, let me explain. Yeah. Okay. So one of the new updates with Instagram is that you're no longer relegated to 15 second clips. They will be broken into 15 second clips. So I will get a like 30 to 45 second full video and I upload that into stories and then story uh, stories automatically breaks it up into three like, let's just say I had a 45 second video. I upload that and Instagram will automatically break it up into three 15 second stories. And on each of those stories, I can go through and link that story to my IGTV. Ah, and when you link it, um, what does it look like? Does it, does it show up right over the top as a special link or how does that it display? It shows up the exact same way as a swipe up feature works. If you want like an exit link and you have a business ah. account over 10,000 followers. Cool. And have you found that that's been a pretty, I mean, do you recommend that if people start messing around with IGTV that they absolutely use their stories to promote their IGTV? A thousand percent. Let's just say we've got a really popular IGTV. Does it make sense maybe once every month or a couple of months to maybe just link to it? 
because it probably doesn't matter how old the darn IGTV video is, does it? Absolutely. And, you know, stories don't live in perpetuity. So if you want to like repurpose that content like two months from now with that same story to link back to that particular IGTV, that's a great way to get more juice in case people haven't seen it or you've expanded your audience largely in a short amount of time and they might not be familiar with that piece of content that's a goldmine, then yeah, absolutely. And of course, you could create a highlights reel, right? If you wanted to, some of your best stories, couldn't you through through this method? So you create yes. the stories linking to the IGTV and maybe just... I could see it like IGTV best of, or I don't even know if that's enough letters or whatever, but that way, <laughs> that way they could get to some of your best of kind of things. Absolutely. They? Absolutely. Cool. Um, so you actually do recommend that we, f- you physically say, Hey, check out my, my IGTV instead of just a sample or were you creating, were you just, were you just using a sample with putting the words over the top of the screen and telling with an arrow pointing down to swipe up? So, um, I, it's not a talking head. Hey, go check out the video. Like you have to show people exactly like the benefit of them clicking and going to IGTV. So for instance, this morning I posted a video about the perfect age that you should be starting a business. And it was based off an ink article that I had read. And so we had a 13, uh, we had a 30 second promo where I explained what is the best age? Well, according to this, I'm like, and then the editor cut it and said to find out swipe up. Oh, I like so, that. So you're yeah, purposely like using like, them. yeah, you're purposely like cutting off the story in midstream Absolutely. so that they have to get the rest of yeah. it. Yeah. I love that. You have any other tips on how you're promoting yeah. IGTV? And, you know, I, I should absolutely clarify that you can't shine up. Say I was going to say something inappropriate. <laughs> well, let's just say, let's just say good content always wins. Like yeah. you can go up and have Were you going to every... say you can't make a turd something or another? Yes. Yeah. You can't make it. You can't shine a turd. Right. So <laughs> I don't care if you have every gimmick on how to get people to your IGTV. It's like, honestly, somebody will try you once. Yeah. And if you're mediocre, they might give you a second time, but that's it. No matter how good your gimmicks are. Listen, content always wins. I could talk about like gimmicks, but what like the best quote unquote gimmick you can have is the amazing content that people know when they click, it'll be worth their time. Well, and you know, we do the exact same thing on, um, Facebook and Instagram when we're trying to, um, promote our, our show called the journey over on YouTube, we'll take like a clip that's maybe 20 seconds. Um, and then we'll show it and then we'll say to watch the rest go here. So, I mean, that's a legit strategy, which is the idea of you're giving a little sample and you're cutting it off at a point where they're just like, Oh, I want to, I want to know what happens next. And then they click. Any more about stories before we talk about live, because I would love to talk about, you kind of hinted a little earlier that you're doing some cool stuff with Instagram live and somehow maybe getting that somehow working into IGTV. Yeah, let's go there. I love it. Okay. Talk to me. So I go live on Instagram about twice a week, every Tuesday morning. And then one of the random uh, time, cause I want to make sure that the audience is kept hot and I'm showing up for them to create communication and have engaging conversations. And Instagram live has been great because they have the feature where somebody can come on camera with you. They can request. And so when that feature came out, I tried it the first day that I saw it and I was like, this is powerful. And people request to come on live. And it is one of the most, uh, most positively reviewed things that I'm putting out online for my followers. People come on, we have a conversation. Well, the only thing with an Instagram live is that I noticed it was only staying up for 24 hours and people were sending me DMs like, Hey, I didn't get a chance to finish it. Where is it at? And I was like, huh, I'm missing out on an opportunity where I can repurpose content. So what I now do is I will record, I go live on a Tuesday. I'll record 
the live and I will choose and I'm, I bring about four to five people on every Tuesday morning and I'll choose the, the top one or two of the conversations that I felt were actionable steps, inspiring, got people like really interested according to the comments and the hearts. And what I'll do is I'll take that, you know, four to five minute conversation with that person. And then I have my editor edit it down and format it specifically for IGTV. But because we know that talking head videos don't perform all that well, we will take the IG live and we'll edit it to where it's like we zoom in just into the person who's talking or just into me. We add memes, we add gifts, we add text. And so I'm basically repurposing content in a live in a live environment, adding bells and whistles and then formatting it for IGTV so it lives in perpetuity. And you're cutting, obviously, you're chopping down some of the some of the things that the guests are saying because sometimes they can probably be a little long-winded, I would imagine, right? Yeah, but you know what? Like, listen, I'm Puerto Rican and my daddy was a Marine. I have people who now know because I've been do- I've been doing it now like over a year. It's like a call-in show. And like before people would kind of just go on and now people know, okay, Jasmine, I'm going to get right to the question. I can ask one question. I can't like, it's like, there's like a bunch of like, not rules, but like rules. So people show up like ready to shine. And I say, you have one question, you got to get straight to the point and you can't pitch. And it's been great. It's been really great. Now, the recording of IG. Uh, uh, Instagram live. If you have the archive feature set on, does it automatically record it or do you have to get kind of creative and as far as how you're recording those things? So the crazy thing is that a lot of accounts, a lot of people, after you go live, Instagram will automatically give you the option to say to download it. I, ah. For some reason, my account doesn't have that. So I actually have to screen record the entire conversation. How in the world are you doing that? With an iPad. Okay, and you're just using the standard recording that the yeah. iPad, that the Apple iOS has built into it, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I like that you're using an iPad so you can get a nice bigger picture. Is that the idea? Is that why you're doing that, or is it more so you can read the comments when you're live? No, I go live on my phone. I record it on an iPad, and the only reason why I'm recording on an iPad was because when I was trying to record from my phone, I get a ton of notifications, and it was like I couldn't get like a clean recording. So oh, the iPad was- got it. So on the iPad, you're just swiping over so you don't see the comments or whatever, right? Um, like you, I'm assuming that's how it is like on Facebook Live where you can choose to show the comments or not show the comments. And- well, see, that's the thing. It's like when you actually when, – when, if you have the feature to download it directly from your phone, it the, the comments don't show up. But because I'm screen recording, the comments do show up. Oh, interesting. But yeah. you just keep them in there when you're making your IGTV videos. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I mean, because a lot of the times people are really like positive and they're affirming. And like if somebody goes on and says like, I'm, you know, I'm trying to get my business off the ground. I don't have like a really supportive partner. And then you see all these comments coming up being like, I know how you feel. I've been there. Don't worry. It's really nice and validating to know that people like we're all in this together. Like we're making changes for our business despite the odds stacked against us. Okay, so by the way, I have seen your lives. You go live a lot. How many times do you go live a week? Um, I go live twice on Instagram and one to two times on Facebook so, every week. Yeah, so I always, for some reason, see you when you're live on Instagram. I don't know why. Maybe I just happen to be on there at the same time. But they're really cool what you're doing when you're live. You're very close to the screen, right? So um, if I'm not mistaken, you're pretty much like it's your head in the screen and that's about it. Am I close to accurate? I'm going off memory here. Uh, no, yeah. I mean, you're absolutely accurate. We call them coffee and conversations. I go live every Tuesday morning and I make French press coffee and I talk about the coffee and it gives us time to like warm up to get people to actually give time to request. And it's been great. Like there've been coffee companies who are like, can we sponsor your coffee and conversations? And I'm like, <laughs> no, I'm not really quite there, but thank you. So it's been good. Okay. So, um, 
for people that are, let's just get on the live trail for a little bit here. What do you want to say to people who are scared to go live? Because obviously if you've not done it before on Instagram, I would imagine it can be a little scary. You know, I don't ever ask people to do scary things unless I feel like the benefits outweigh the the quote unquote risk that you might feel. And right now, Mark Zuckerberg has been so open about his love and passion for going live. And it is indexed extraordinarily well in the Facebook algorithm and indexed really well on the Facebook algorithm in that. In the Instagram people, algorithm, you mean you said Facebook twice. Oh, I'm so sorry. Thank yeah. you for the clarification. Yeah, for the Instagram algorithm. So if you are going live and you happen, somebody happens to be, you know, in Instagram at the time, live, you'll see the person who's going live the very first portion of where your stories exist. And it's indicated by a pink ring with a little like play symbol. Like when Instagram wants you to see when people are live, like they're showcasing, like sometimes I'll be scrolling through Instagram and then I get a pop-up notification at the top of my screen. It says, Oh, your friend blank is going live on Instagram. It's like, they're really trying to push people there. And I think it's advantageous that if Instagram and Facebook are telling you do this and then you do it, you're getting more Instagram juice. You're getting more Facebook juice. And so in my mind, I always go where the land is cheap and the potential is high. And I feel like for people who are feeling really intimidated or overwhelmed by what it would mean to go live, when I first went live, I understand like the sweaty palms. I mean, I still get nervous sick before I go live on Instagram, but I understand that like my dreams and my passion are bigger than my temporary like surge of nerves. And so in the (laughs) beginning, I would have like a a post-it note next to my phone and I would have my thesis. I would have three supporting points. I would have a conclusion or call to action and um, I I would make up questions that I thought people might have to my topic because I wasn't sure if anybody was actually going to watch. And people who are going live and they're like, oh my God, only two people are here. Listen, boo-boo, I don't do the live for the people who are there live. I do it for all the people who are going to watch the replay. So understand that you're not showing up just to get a flash in the pan for people who are there live and you just hold your head high and you continue doing it because everything when you first start is hard. Riding a bike was hard. Learning how to speak was hard. Learning how to feed yourself was hard. But the more you did it, the better you got at it. And when your audience can come and know what to expect and see you being vulnerable and raw and real, they become ride or die evangelists. They're no longer like passive voyeurs of what you're doing on Instagram. Preach it, girl. <laughs> <laughs> how, how long are you live for when you're live? Um, I keep them around 25 minutes. Okay. So you're on there for a while. And do, are you super careful about choosing the time of day that you know your, your peeps are on there? Or how do you choose to do that? You know, for me, um, uh, the thing that I've noticed with social is that when people can come to count on you, uh, you get a better, you get a better reaction in return. And so I've made the commitment to go live every Tuesday between 8.30 and 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on Tuesdays. That's, and so now people are like DMing me on Monday night being like, can you pick me? This is who I am. And so people have now come to expect it. Now I keep one other day of the week, super random. I just want to test an audience that otherwise might not normally be on. Like normally for me, Sundays are a really slow day on Instagram. I'm not getting the most engagement. So I decided to go live on a Sunday afternoon at 3 PM, which I know that's not the time my people are on, but I went on and I had about a third of the normal amount of people that I get when I'm, when I'm live. But man, oh man, like the after effects of that. I got a lot of people watching from Australia. They don't ever watch when I go live early in the morning. So understanding that I'm tapping into a different audience and teaching them the cadence and how I navigate Instagram live was a game changer. Jasmine, I could talk to you all day long. (laughs) The feeling is mutual, friend. Um, 
first of all, uh, IGTV obviously is very exciting. And in IG Live, I mean, like I'm excited about about going live on Instagram because it's been a long time. When you when you bring someone on, I would imagine like I remember uh, back in the day when I we used to go live a lot on Facebook, I could bring someone on as well. And sometimes the network would be good and sometimes it wouldn't be good. I would imagine the same thing happens uh, with your guests. Like some of them have a really clear connection and some don't, or has it gotten to the point where that's really not an issue so much anymore? Oh, it's very much an issue. It's very, very much an issue. And you just try to do your best to navigate it. Um, I I start most of the conversations reminding people that if you're going to request to please get as close to your Wi-Fi as possible, Um, sometimes, and there's a rule, I will absolutely hang up on people when they dial in. I say dial in because I don't know of a better word, but they dial in and they're driving. Oh, I'm like, you have three seconds. I'm like, don't look at the camera. You have three seconds. If you can't pull over in three seconds, I'm hanging up. I've hung up on a ton of people. There's just no way that somebody's going to jeopardize their life, their children's lives, or somebody else's life because of an Instagram live. So that is a general rule breaker. Like, I mean, uh, yeah, that's a rule for me. Um, If people within the first mm, four seconds, five seconds can't get their Wi-Fi dialed in, I will absolutely. um, Tell them to call back or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, because you you lose so much of your audience. Your audience on Instagram is wildly impatient. Anything more than like three to four seconds, if you can't get in before then, you're actually going to do the larger audience a disservice instead of letting that one person down. Well, folks, I definitely want you to check out the work that Jasmine is doing because she is definitely at the top of the list of what I would call Instagram influencers. And she may not like that phrase, but (laughs) someone who's really crushing it on Instagram and you need to watch what she's doing on everything she's doing with her live, with her stories and with her IGTV. Jasmine, tell people where they can find you on Instagram and then also tell them where they can connect with you uh, with anything else you've got going on. Thank you, Mike. I seriously have so much love and respect for everything that you're doing and um, social media examiner family. Thank you, guys. I can be found um, at Jasmine Star on all social platforms and at jasminestar.com. Awesome. Jasmine, thank you again. I appreciate it. By the way, if we said anything and you missed it, we take all the notes for you. You can find those at socialmediaexaminer.com slash three, five, four. This brings us to the end of another episode of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner. I'll be back with you next week. I hope you make the best out of your day and may social media continue to change your world. The Social Media Marketing Podcast is a production of Social Media Examiner. Hey, just a quick reminder, join the Social Media Marketing Society today and level up your marketing for your company or your clients. Visit smmarketingsociety.com to find out more.